Okay, I want you to try again. This time you've got to say Views from the Sofa Presents. Go for it. Views from the Sofa Presents! Perfect. Hello everybody and welcome to the Wrestling Predict Cast and it's round one. It's the very first episode. It's a great jump on episode for any new listeners. And it's Money in the Bank, the first big pay-per-view after WrestleMania. Now, we've got a bit of a different dynamic today. Joining me, Ben, as always, is the Kofi Kingston to my big E. It's Joe. How are you, Joe? Yeah, good, thank you, mate. Very, very happy with that. We're talking just purely on weight or anything else? Unbelievable. 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 See, I, I, I gave you Otis last week. I didn't mention weight whatsoever. Yeah, when I said you were Otis and I was Dolph Ziggler, I didn't mention weight whatsoever. I was thinking, you know, I do the heavy lifting, I do all the all the work, and you take a lot of the glory. Yeah, and I'm a world, former world champion as well. Yeah, that's what I mean. Look, you look really good from the work that I put in. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I can't really argue with that point to be honest. I um, I did. I I wrote a mini quiz today, and I thought, bloody hell, this is a lot of effort. Um, and that's the first time. That's the first time I've ever done anything for this podcast apart from turn up. Yeah, and we're, this is like 16 episodes in, 17 episodes in. So, thanks, man. No worries. And and along those themes, along that line, we have got the third member of the new day, the Xavier Woods, to our Kofi Kingston and Big E. It's Luke for his podcast debut. How are you, Luke? I'm good, thank you. Good to be here. I don't know who that is, but yeah, good to be here. Well, that's the thing, because the point is Xavier Woods never shows up. He's never involved. He's never there. But he, again, gets all the glory and manages to celebrate when the new day are victorious. So, yeah, I think that fits so far for Luke. <laughs> I need a threesome with Paige. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so we're in a, it's a bit of a weird one. Here. So we're, we've kind of introduced Luke because Luke's got a bit of a different dynamic to me and Joe. Luke's been listening to the podcast from the beginning. He's been taking part in last season's Predict Cast League. He, he joined late, but still came really, really close to winning it, um, or at least got to a lot of decent points. Anyway, would have won it probably if he'd been involved from the beginning. And Luke is kind of, you're brand new to wrestling. So you've not watched, how long would you say you've been watching it? Um, I've been watching it since Survivor Series. So is that, is that October? Yeah, October, um, November. I thought it was earlier than that. Yeah, no, no. It, it, was, it was just after the Tyson Fury, um, Saudi Arabia um, fights. So, yeah. Oh, so you joined when it was at its peak, when it was it's the best it could be. Tyson Fury and Braun Strowman. So you've so you've legitimately never seen Xavier Woods then, by the by the sounds of it. I was being genuinely serious when I said that. <laughs> <laughs> that's, one, that's one to Google later. The New Day is actually a threesome act. It's actually yeah. got three people in it. Yeah, I always wondered that when they have them intros and you see three faces. <laughs> And then when that random when when Big E won the title again like two weeks ago, or and uh, there was a third bloke in his in his library at home just screaming, you were like, "Why have they got this random random guy just celebrating?" <laughs> yeah, it makes sense. Though. Is there a reason why he's been out for such a long time then? Yeah, really? he's yeah. Oh, okay. But they made a point. They've made a point of because um, he was genuinely worried that if they carry on being successful, that because they have a kind of previous for this, Vincent Mann would say to Xavier Woods, "You know what?" We don't need you as part of the group. So what Biggie and Kofi have done have made like they've got XV on their um, kit and they've got Xavier Woods' face on there, making a point of saying like Xavier Woods is still part of the group. He's still here. He's still doing all this stuff. 
And uh, so they are yeah, very much trying to make sure he's in there. What was that, Joe? You're not, is, is it not XW rather than XV? Yeah, maybe. Makes more sense. Unless, there's, unless, they're, unless they're like 15. <laughs> right, that's a good start. Yeah, just call me out straight away. I'm trying to test it. I was in prop show. It was our first tangent, and you're calling me out straight away. Okay, so we are going to discuss Money in the Bank. We are going to predict um, Money in the Bank. But before we do that, um, obviously coronavirus has meant that there's um, no one in the arenas. And I don't know about you two, but I'm actually starting to get a little bit used to that when I'm watching it. What do you think, Joe? Yeah, it, yeah. I mean, I wasn't really enjoying it up until WrestleMania. So it's, it's, it's starting to really drag now. It, it's, it's strange. Certain certain things don't seem to matter that there's no audience, and some things really do. Like the, I don't know if you watched SmackDown yet, um, but the Triple H, This Is Your Life, 25th, that was, I mean, that was really scary, scarily bad, wasn't it? Um, and Vince McMahon, I'm not sure what he was doing. Um, not sure he knew what he was doing. So that, that, that was one of those ones where you thought, maybe this would have been better with an audience or maybe people would have found it funnier with an audience or I'm not sure play off the audience a bit. It was, I mean, it wasn't good anyway, but then like some of the matches are absolutely fine. Some of the matches I don't think need an audience. No. Do you think I, cause I was watching that segment thinking some of this is, is quite funny. Like some of it was kind of like, Oh yeah, yeah, I get that. That's, that's decent. And it's a little bit of a smile in an arena that would have bombed in front of, in front of fans that would have done awful. Wouldn't it? Yeah, but I think you can. But I think like Triple H and Shawn Michaels would have probably been able to play off that a bit, you know, because it is crap material. Whereas they were just standing there, and it was just really, it was a bit uncomfortable to watch. It was almost like I was wondering if like the match before like finished quicker than it was meant to, and they were like, right, we had five minutes, now we've got to fill twenty minutes. What are we going to do? Let's just talk absolute rubbish, and then let's get Vince McMahon out to say he loves Triple H, which was, which is what you were watching for, isn't it? Those moments. Yeah, did did watching watching, you, the, watching the watching the twenty thanks thanks man watching the twenty fifth anniversary special. Did you get how important Triple H was from that, Luke? So did did you feel like yeah this and like Shawn Michaels like this guy's someone really important and big and or was it just weird? Yeah, so I'd, I'd heard of them before because obviously, I mean, so I, I didn't know of wrestling. I just didn't watch it, so I'd heard them names, so I knew they were big. And obviously, looking into it now as well. Um, I know the Triple H runs NXT, so I, I knew there were big names. So, um, so yeah, but I agree. The segment was just rubbish. <laughs> I mean, there's a, I find a lot of these um, notes in the Performance Centre. Um, sometimes I might just skip a bit of the match because I don't know. I, I, I find I find that you know some of the wrestlers that when they play off the crowd, it, it adds to the adds to it, but um, you don't really get that, it's that excitement as much anymore. No. No, you kind of, it's great for the start. I think, I find it really weird that Seamus still screams and stuff when he's in an empty arena. And watching going, that must be the weirdest thing, just because it's just, and it's great because the music's blaring and fine. So it doesn't, it's not so weird. But in there, when the music's probably nowhere near as loud anyway, and it's just a man standing on a ring, just screaming at the top of his voice while uh, Michael Cole and uh, (laughs) Corey Graves are going, what are we we, just going to watch this guy do this? It's just. I, yeah. I can't get over that, really. There are some wrestlers haven't quite grasped the concept of no audience, have they? They're still like posing with the posing to the crowd that isn't yeah. there. Like whenever Randy Orton's there, he still does his pose to the audience, but there's no one there, so he's just posing to Michael Cole. Yeah. 
Yeah, I think he appreciates that. I think Michael Cole appreciates that. Also, I love the idea of Sheamus screaming in a fight. I like, don't know why there's not more fights like, you know, like on a Friday night when people are outside a pub and like one of them just goes lay, laying, it, laying, in the, laying in the punches but also screaming at a really high pitch at the same time. <laughs> you know, I, just, I heard of this mad scream and then I just got hit from, be- hit from behind. By, oh. a topless Ir- by a topless Irishman. In pants. Yeah, it's strange. Now, I thought that at the WrestleMania when it was Charlotte Flair and Rhea Ripley, like they were they were proper screaming, weren't they? In their yeah. match. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But you wonder whether they're playing that up, uh, like they've been told say loads more and talk loads more in the ring, or whether they do loads of that already and we just don't hear it. Because I know like Kevin Owens does loads of talking and he, he's always like trash talking and stuff as well as calling spots where. I wouldn't have usually expected that from Charlotte and Rhea Ripley and stuff. So whether they've been told go out there and actually say stuff to each other. And some people it's dead natural, but there's other way they're just I'm gonna get you. I'm gonna I'm gonna beat you up, man. I'm gonna get you I'll stop talking to him, just just punch you in the face. So <laughs> my, my favourite bit of yesterday, my absolute favourite bit of yesterday is you know how I've been moaning, I've moaned on this podcast where there's obviously a guy at the end that goes like 10, 9, 8, or like 30 seconds left, guys, and you're like, okay, right. So we all know 30 seconds left, then brilliant, because you, you shouted it quite loudly in an empty arena. Well, yesterday they solved that problem by just switching the lights off. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like last orders, just flicking yeah. the lights on. You've done Triple H, you've done guys. Like, 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 oh, is that it? And they're like, and because like, and it wasn't clear, they then switched the lights off. And they were like, oh, yeah, that's definitely it. Turn the mic off. Right. Okay. Job. <laughs> <laughs> so obviously guys. so obviously coronavirus is is affecting the live shows but it's also led to this really weird situation i don't know if it was last week or the week before now where there was loads of wrestlers that were released from their contracts and it was a, it was probably the biggest they do they do release wrestlers from their contract around this time anyway but this was one a huge amount of wrestlers and some that were surprising and second of all fairly bad time to start releasing wrestlers when it's clear they can't go anywhere to do what they do anyway so they can't go straight from wwe into either the independent scene or AEW or anywhere else because no one's going to be employing anyone to do those things so it was a bit of a it was a bit of a strange one now you made a point before we started recording joe um i was going to read the list but you made a point which was how many could me and luke actually remember do you have the amount there how many people were released wrestlers as opposed to producers the producers were furloughed. The only producer that wasn't furloughed was Kurt Angle. So they are, they are, they have still got their jobs technically. But they're, about they're... eighteen wrestlers that I would. Say. There's a few from like NXT and there's a referee randomly. Um, but yeah, about eighteen that are on the main roster. I think I could name ten. That's bold. Ten's bold. But I think I can name ten. I reckon four for me. <laughs> <laughs> and how many of those you actually seen wrestle, mate? this is the point point, right so Luke's been watching it since the Survivor Series if he only knows four of the wrestlers that are released then that says so firstly let me say absolutely it was pretty appalling that WWE are making so much money and releasing wrestlers over Corona like I'm not I'm I'm not um, excusing that I think it's really like it's piss poor yeah but having said that I sort of understand the vast majority of the releases yeah, not, that's the not thing. The timing of it, but the actual the people they have released. Exactly, because I think if if apart from so the surprises for me were Rusev for a start. I don't yeah. understand. I think Rusev was a huge release. Um, Gallows and Anderson, 
So I still yeah. think they've got a job they can do there. So those yeah. those three. And then you've got some others that kind of on the periphery. So your Zach Riders, your Heath Slaters, you're kind of like, well, actually, they, they've still got a job. Drake Maverick was literally put in a competition the, the day he was released. So we're releasing you, Drake. Uh, by the way, you, you're going to wrestle three times for NXT afterwards on live shows. They're not even pre-recorded. Are they? Are they not pre-recorded? I was really confused by that. So that, I assumed that they. I assumed they'd released him after they'd pre-recorded that. I don't know because it says NXT Live, and he said the last three, the next, because he did his his emotional video where he was, he, which was like fairly difficult to watch, to be fair. But um, he said that he's got three more matches to go, and they will be his last three. But I don't. I I assume with it saying NXT Live in the corner that it's got to be live. I don't. I don't know about that. I, I don't. I think the. Sh- I'm not sure. I don't know is the answer. But I have a feeling that they've recorded the whole of that tournament, or at least the group stage of that tournament early, because it's just because worst case scenario they can bang that on, can't they? For a whole, sh- they could do a whole show if they needed to. But, so I think some of it's live and some of it's that because it's different commentators throughout as well. It's it's quite confu- It's quite odd. Yeah. Like, didn't, didn't he say in his tweets in his video though that I'll give you my all in my last few matches? And so, like, is that just, was he just like making it up? Then you think? Well, I wonder if that was. I thought that was just. A, I thought that was. You could boil it down to being quite a good promo. Well, the weird thing was on this week's NXT, he's then seen leaving the ring emotional. He's on the stairs afterwards having a little cry, as if they looked at his Twitter video and went, "This is great, Drake. We can use this." And I was looking at it going, if they've done that, that's in, like, really poor taste. But not against, like, that's not beyond WWE. That is something WWE would easily go, oh, Drake, the crying, mate. You did that really well. Yeah, we're going to use that for the tournament. And he's got a different haircut to what he just had in the ring. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> Again, I wouldn't put it past him. So, I mean, it was, I don't know. Did you want to read the list? Well, um, I, mean, I mean, I was, I was quite surprised about Sarah Logan. Just, I don't think she's great, but she's been in quite a few things recently. Um, and also, no way, Jose. <laughs> but, like, but wasn't it him the case where um, he was called into Raw on the Monday, then like the next day he was released or something? Yeah. Yes, that was the same with Sarah Logan. Exactly that. Yeah, and Sarah yeah. Logan. Yeah. Can you risk your health and your family's health by coming yeah. to Raw, get squashed, and then we'll sack you? And then with Sarah Logan as well, she, they're using her they're using her release saying, oh, well, she was really badly injured by Shayna Baszler. So she's still being used in stories on Raw to promote other wrestlers, even though they're not paying her, which, yeah. again, yeah. ethics ain't right there. So go on then, Ben. We've got No Way Jose, Drake Maverick, Sarah Logan, Heath Slater, Zack Ryder, Gallows Anderson and Rusev. That's eight. How many more you got in your locker? Kurt Angle, which wasn't a big surprise. Yeah, he's part of that. He's not a wrestler. He was, but he's been released for the, with the wrestlers, so I'm, I'm, I'm keeping that. EC3, which, again, yeah. not a big surprise. Um, Epico and and the other one <laughs> again, not a big so. What 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 were they? What are they are they the Sing brothers at the minute? They've been about five different things, but mate, this, mate come on, not the Sing brothers. Like Epico and Epico and Primo are the are the um the Los Matadores. No, they were Los Matadores, weren't they? Also, like the Bollywood, yeah, they were the Colognes most recently. That's it, the Colognes. Okay, so this, just to be clear, they're quite a different race from the Singh Brothers. Right. Okay. I have I, again similar, similar type of tag team though. Um, 
quite different. Who else? Who else is similar type of tag team? No, nothing. Uh, who else is? Who else? Sorry, can, sorry, can we just have a quick? Can we just have a quick um, introduce, introduction of Luke to us? Something that he definitely needs to watch. So, um, Primo and Epico are just to give a bit of context behind them. They were a. They're like a Puerto Rican tag team, are they? Yes. Yes, I so, think so. But they're not. They're and they've got like their family is like really well known in the wrestling world. Um. But they um, weren't treated brilliantly by WWE and they never really kicked off particularly, but they did have one outstanding. And so they had lots of different gimmicks where they'd come. So they were most recently the Colognes, but prior to that, they were Los Matadores. And um, that they were basically, their gimmick was they were basically um, what they called like bullfighters. Yeah, they were, they were Matadors. Yeah, they were Matadors. Yeah. So, yeah. And, um, and, when they came out for the first time, they also came out with a with a um, a dwarf wrestler who was dressed as a bull. So they would they would um, they would have a um, they would basically have red <laughs> red uh, like blankets, which the bull, the dwarf bull who was dressed up as a bull, would run through, and then they would shout "Olay." That was. That was <laughs> Wait, why would they do that? Well, like, that's know. the gimmick, mate. That was that was the gimmick. That's what WWE, the creative team, team sat down and said, "You know what, boys? <laughs> you know what we think would be good for you would be matadors, but full. They're fully they're fully masked, so you can't actually see their faces. They're wearing full mask suits as well. So it's not even it's not even traditional matador clothes. So it's not even the hats and the capes and stuff. They were dressed in red, um, just called Los Matadores because they had a bull. Um, so to be fair, yeah. though, the wrestling. Was their actual wrestling ability is really good. The, the, the gimmick is shocking. El Torito, who was the bull, was yeah. actually amazing. He yeah. was he was very similar to like Selena Vega, I would say. Yeah. Where he like he just every so often he'd just come in and do a hurricanrana and help the, the winner match. Anyway, Ben, let me just to finish that bit off. So the um the the Los Matadores, where what can you remember what their height of their peak of their fame was, Ben? When they were the Lost Matadores, yeah. What were their what was their like peak of their fame in terms of their matches? Were they not in a? Were they in a WrestleMania match? They were. Well, one of them was. One of them was in a WrestleMania match. Out, out of the three, do you not remember? Was it a was it a ladder match? It was a ladder match. Yeah, for the for the Intercontinental Championship. No. It was a ladder match between um, El Torito of Las, Mat- Las Matadores and Hornswoggle, and it was a WLC match. Oh, God, yeah. Oh, yeah. I <laughs> forgot about that. Yeah. Yeah, you don't need to see that. That's, that's again, that's the dark history of WWE. Well, what, I don't understand what, why, like, why, why I've not seen these wrestlers. Like, like, where have they been for the last six months? Just... It's not even... It's like six... It's six months. It's their... At best, jobbers. At best, enhancement talent. And they'll be, they'll be like Jose. No way, Jose hadn't been seen for, I'd say at least three, four months before he was on Raw, and they're wheeled out as better enhancement. So like, rather than have the local wrestler, they're kind of wheeled out as you know this guy. So when Sheamus in it inevitably beats him, it'll be a better win than if he beat John Smith from Toronto. But that's that's you know everyone believes they're going to be the, the they get signed and they get bigged up for a bit and then all of a sudden they'll just fall out of favor and they'll disappear 
and they'll be chasing around the 24-7 championship, which is what EC3 eventually got kind of lost doing. Well, pre-war in Epica at one point, Puerto Rico... Um... Timeshare time, time oh, salesmen. Time yeah. Yeah. I was about to ask you that question. They were timeshare. Yeah, they were timeshare salesmen. Their gimmick was to go around giving people timeshare leaflets. Oh, I thought you meant in real life. That was their that was their wrestling gimmick. That was their that was their gimmick. So their gimmick oh. was they were they were called they were called the Shining Stars, and they sold timeshares for the Shining Star Resort in Puerto Rico. <laughs> and, they wonder, and, and you wonder they, like seriously you must sit in these you must sit in these creative meetings and the guy goes this is this is it guys you're going to be timeshare salesmen and they're going to go well that's our career's over our career is over <laughs> like well, they know they're going to get three weeks to you wait, six, wait six months and they'll give you a different random yeah, gimmick true. yeah that's true also that's they must have at some point thought yeah timeshare we can get that over yeah yeah that, that's it. Every every single one. Because the, the perfect example of that, legitimately, of being given an awful gimmick and making it work is the New Day. So the New Day, when they very, very, very first started, were faith healers or what would you call that? Yeah, like positivity. Yeah. Yeah. So they were called yeah. Yeah, positivity healers. So they come out clapping saying you know we and they were meant to be faces they're meant to be the good guys they came out clapping being like we're just going to spend the power of positivity a positivity message and they got booed out the place even though they were meant to be the, the good guys and eventually because the three of them are so good wrestlers and so good personalities they managed to turn it and and create this new lot of characters they've created where other times people are given gimmicks and they just fall away and then there's other wrestlers like I think EC3 is the perfect example of this. In NXT, EC3 was huge, was was like legitimate, you know, challenging for titles. Thought he was going to be big when he came up, and they did nothing with him for the first month. His gimmick was he looked in the mirror, and just was in the background of other promos, looking in the mirror, admiring himself. <laughs> so you'd see Roman Reigns and Seth Rollins talking about how they were going to beat each other in the ring, and in the background would be EC3 flexing his muscles in the in the mirror. That's what he was given as his big come up. Well, you remember because then, then he fought, then he fought against Dean Ambrose and lost, yeah. and then he fought against him again and won. And you were like, "Oh, that's interesting." And then they just never, he never wrestled again. Yeah. So his first ever match on the on the main roster where people are going to see him properly for the first time, he lost. Which, if that happens, yeah, you, you, you're done. So even the Forgotten Sons got a win. Yeah. And yeah, we'll get. I think we're going to get to the Forgotten Sons a bit later on. So um, I um, think the point the point's fairly made, which is there's. I mean, how many people are missing now that we haven't mentioned? Um, yeah, quite a few. I would say that probably the key ones, uh, and Luke would know, is Rowan. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I'm surprised. I'm surprised about him to be honest. That cage gimmick turns yeah. out turns out not great. I, 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 I see. I like. I like the. I, I do like the the mystery gimmicks like so like i'm quite enjoy- i don't mind the hacker gimmick like who is the hacker yeah could be great but it's gonna be but like nine times out of ten that just won't pay off yeah like it's gonna be like mustafa ali or shorty g and when we were like well i didn't care about him before and now <laughs> i don't care about him again especially the name shorty g exactly yeah when the best suggestion we can come up with for who's in the cage is a is a six inch cameraman then. <laughs> but, I mean, that, I mean that, that would have been better than a yeah. giant like a spider. But it would have had to be because how? Yeah. So, but it was filmed from the spider's perspective. So you, 
He would pass his camera to that spider at some point. <laughs> oh man! And when and and you know that they didn't have anything in the cage until that raw that night when they said to Rowan, "We're going to reveal what it is." And he's like, "Great! What have you got for me?" And they just hand him this mechanical spider, and he goes, "Oh, brilliant! So my career's over. Great. Okay." Because <laughs> what's he going to do with that? So, yeah. Um, who else? What's so the, you got what's the long-term play with the mechanical spider? That was my question. Um, so a couple of, I think Leo Rush is quite a good wrestler. Yeah. Um, and then so the other had one, a bit of a, had a bit of a dodgy backstage with WWE as well. Done some dodgy stuff. So if you're going to release him, he's not well liked backstage apparently. No. And then Eric uh, Eric Young was the other one that I feel like has just he, he was insanity, which was pretty good, and then just just killed it, just killed yeah. him. Eric Young was brought in to guide the two younger wrestlers in sanity, in my opinion, though. And they've yeah. kept the young wrestlers on, and he's just gone. Where are they? Uh, one of the um, Killian Dane got a really big push. Is is getting a big push next? See, obviously, it's difficult for who's deciding they're going to work during coronavirus and not. But before the coronavirus, Killian Dane was getting a a fairly big push. And Alexander Wolf, I think, is on NXT UK. Yeah. Okay. So you've got those two. And then obviously Nikki Cross was Nikki oh, yeah. Cross, Cross. So that's there's so Eric Young was really just to make sure those three didn't drop that gimmick. I think. Um, all right. Yeah, I'll give you that. Okay. Cool. Anyway, so we've been talking for what twenty minutes, not any matches yet. Well, we're just getting a bit of the bit of the background. So um, this is usual, it's typical typical of the uh, wrestling predictcast. Um, Very little predictions. Yeah. Well, unfortunately, <laughs> the other situation coronavirus has given us perhaps, is the fact that there are only five matches on the Money in the Bank card. Now, it might be that they're trying to make the pay-per-view shorter because they know it's empty arena. I'm assuming that both Money in the Bank matches, and we'll get to the type of matches they are in a second, but I'm assuming both Money in the Bank matches are going to be at least 45 minutes long each. So that's got to be, that's an hour and a half of what I assume is probably going to be a three to three and a half hour pay-per-view. And there's three other matches to talk about. Um, I think they're probably going to add a tag team championship match from SmackDown because they were building to that this week. But they haven't, obviously, it could be Forgotten Sons or um, Miz and Morrison or randomly Lucha House Party. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Who, who beat Miz and Morrison? Yeah. Really weird. Yeah. I, just when you've got some. Just on that list. I don't know. How they were not on that release list, I don't know. I love the fact that I honestly thought for the first time ever you've got a pretty hot tag division on SmackDown. I was like, well, this is obviously going to now have a proper match between New Day and Morrison, I mean, Miz and Morrison at probably Money in the Bank. And that's great because it's one of those ones where you don't know which way it's going to go. And actually, this is a proper solution to this problem. And you've had all this New Day celebration. They could throw it all back in the face. And then they just thought, wow, oh, that seems... That seems too good a storyline. Let's just go. Let's bring in the Forgotten Sons and the Lucha House Party to solve this issue. Let's close that right down. Could have a five-way match. <laughs> you could. <laughs> That's the problem. You absolutely could. And they have, they have got they have got previews for that. So oh, we've already got two massive multi-man matches. So why don't we just throw another one on the card? <laughs> they're just splitting. I think they're just splitting that story up. That's what I think they're doing with those two other tag teams. So Forgotten Sons might face the New Day and obviously lose. And then Luja House Party will have a feud in Miz and Morrison that no one cares about. But that's a big call for... I mean, we're not going to do an official prediction for this because it's not even been announced yet, but that's a big call for Forgotten Sons to lose their first match on pay-per-view. Like, talking about what we did with, with EC3 losing his first proper match, Forgotten Sons haven't really had a much of a showing, and their first feud to lose it straight away, that's a big... 
it's, it's, it's not a great push. push. Also, a, it's also a big ass to put them straight against the, the title holders. So yeah, yeah. that's true. The, 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 they're not going um, to the new day aren't going to lose the title straight away, are they? No, which is good news for you, Ben. Yeah, it's, it's very good news. The, the only problem is it's not so great because they're not on the pay per view, so I don't get anything <laughs> if they do if they do fight and, and win. But yeah, so it's it's a bit of a weird one where that's going to go. I don't know if there's any other matches missing. I mean, the ones we've got to predict today are, apart from the two money in the banks, we've got Tamina versus Bailey, oh. Bray Wyatt versus Braun Strowman, oh. and Seth Rollins versus Drew McIntyre. Are there any other matches you think could be announced on either Raw or SmackDown? I read somewhere about um, the Raw tag team, maybe, Street Profits, Viking Raiders, maybe. But, oh, but yeah. Completely yeah. random match, but that could happen. Yeah, with that awful, awful car promo the Viking yeah. Raiders did. Again, where, did you see? Did you see that, Joe? No, I definitely skipped that. So they were, they were, they were saying things like they were in the car together, front of the car. One of them was eating a massive. Oh, was it not, like, I thought that was a ride along. Is that not a ride along? It was. It well, they didn't announce it like a ride along. Seriously, it was. Oh, right. what, it, what they were doing was they were going. We're we're the Viking. We're the Viking raid. Or we're two men with beards, and we should be feared. And they both go Viking Raiders, and that's what they did for about. Uh, two minutes, three minutes. It was the cringiest thing I've ever seen. More so than Triple H's 25th anniversary celebration. That's a big call. I'm surprised surprised we've got no Becky Lynch match. Um, Yeah. Yeah, that's big. Coming out and then putting putting a toll right up in the face of Shayna Baszler at some point. Well, it depends who wins the women's money in the bank, doesn't it? Shayna Baszler. Yeah, okay. Okay, well, I'll tell you what, we'll get into it. So here's how it's going to work. We go through each match individually. We each make a prediction for who we think is going to win. And as we go through, all three of us have got wild cards, just to make sure we don't all pick exactly the same person. The wild cards divide us up. We have wrestlers we have to choose and the other people have to go against. I've got a wild card in play. Joe's got a wild card in play. And so has Luke. So that'll keep it interesting. Jeremy was a film fan. Jeremy had questions. IQ's got the best beard in movies. Which film starring a wrestler is best? And what's the best film series that's been made into Lego? Jeremy tried Google, but who uses that old system anymore? Then Jeremy found that movie list podcast. A podcast which gave him the answers to the most obscure, bizarre, and some say pointless movie-related lists. You can listen and subscribe to that movie list podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Come on, be like Jeremy. Um, but there's no wild cards for the first match, which is Tamina versus Bailey. Huge match for the SmackDown Women's Championship. Um, because you're new to the pods, Luke, I'm going to give you the, the honour of having the first prediction. So, uh, who do you think is going to win between Tamina versus Bailey? I mean. I don't really get Bailey, to be honest. I mean, I, don't, I mean, uh, apart from apart from Sasha Banks, the only problem is no one else is gonna. I don't think anyone else is gonna take a title from her. So I can't see any. I, I, she's gonna win. Um, I can't see why Tamina would have the title. I think they're just waiting for Sasha Banks to to have the title offer, which is why I'm surprised she's not in the Money in the Bank match. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm gonna go with Bailey, but pure not because she's good, because I don't know why Tamina would have it. Yeah, that's fair. What about you, Joe? Yeah, I'm saying I'm, I'm almost 
completely agree with the logic. I just don't know why you would, why Tamina would be the title holder. That just makes no sense. And this is exactly why we have wild cards because I'm going Bailey as well. Um, <laughs> I think this, what they're doing really well, legitimately, is they're building Bailey versus Sasha Banks very well at the minute. I think that's a story that's actually they're taking their time. So the fact that she inadvertently cost her money in the bank place kind of worked really well last week. The fact that it was Sasha Banks losing to Tamina that made Tamina in this match. So Bailey versus Sasha Banks should be decent. They built it fairly well. It's just a shame that it's not really a match that's should be a good match because they've had great matches in the past, but I don't care enough about it. The, the story's good, but we've been there a hundred times before. What do you mean Bailey Sasha Banks, you mean? Yeah. Yeah, yeah that, that'll be SummerSlam, won't it? They'll round that up, I think. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Okay, so that was easy enough. Right, the next one. Um, when me and you spoke about this match on the kind of kickoff um, podcast last episode, Joe, it wasn't announced that it was Bray Wyatt facing. We both believed it would be The Fiend facing Braun Strowman. And I think the fact that it's Bray Wyatt facing Braun Strowman for the title probably is going to... Um, kind of change where we go with our predictions so that being the case joe spoilers bray wyatt versus braun Strowman. who do you think is going to win it i think braun Strowman's is going to win it i think um i just think it makes no sense to take it. i mean I, I would say this is the most um obviously other than the, the two money in the bank ones this is the most open it could be it could go either way um i just feel braun Strowman won't lose about this early um, there's also a thought in the back of my mind around um, so the, the, the sort of the, this, what seems to be happening is whenever Bray Wyatt faces someone, they turn into their they kind of go the opposite of what they were before. So if you're face, you go heel. If you're heel, you go face. Well, part of me wonders if this is the opportunity to turn Braun heel again, and because I think he's kind of baby face at the moment really yeah he is I'd say so I wonder if you turn him into an absolute monster heel which then requires someone significant to come and derail him and I wonder if that someone significant is Roman Reigns at some point do you not think this could this is a nice way to lead because I, I agree with you I'll, I'll go for my prediction next I think Braun Strowman's going to win it but do you not think this is a nice lead into Braun Strowman winning this against Bray and then losing it to the Fiend the next time so all you do is you prolong this for Two months. Oh, I hope not. That's what I think as well, Ben. I mean, I'm, I'm going Braun Strowman as well, and that's exactly my logic. I think he'll lose it to the Fiend next time round. Then it be Fiend Roman Reigns at SummerSlam. That's my yeah. yeah. Well, it all depends on how long this lasts, because Roman Reigns doesn't come back until they can get they can do yeah. live shows again, do they? So it, it depends on how far they plan for. I suppose you can't plan for what's going on, can you? That's the, that's the tricky part of it. But I don't see any way that Bray Wyatt wins this. Can you just explain to me the history of this? Because I, I I don't know the history between Bray Wyatt and Braun Strowman. Apparently, it's a the Wyatt family, whatever that was, back in the day. So when Bray Wyatt first came onto the WWE scene, he he was with he, well, his big gimmick was he was part of the why he led the Wyatt family, which were Eric Rowan and Luke Harper initially. I don't know if you ever saw Luke Harper. No. So Luke Harper, who's now moved to AEW. And uh, he's doing a he's doing a kind of cult gimmick over there. To be fair, um, and halfway through their kind of run as this gimmick, they brought in this big monster, and it was literally he was signed with WWE, and within three weeks of being a WWE wrestler, having never wrestled before, they put him on Raw, 
and it was Braun Strowman. So he'd come from being a bodybuilder and he was like shocking. Like absolutely, all he was was this big guy who used to pick up the rest of the Wyatts were facing, squeeze them and throw them to the floor. Never spoke, wore that black sheep mask and never did anything else really. And they were just this kind of cult family that the problem, they were amazing because Bray Wyatt's a great talker. But the problem was every single time they would go up against somebody, they'd lose every time. So in the end, it was like, well, Bray Wyatt doesn't matter who Bray Wyatt's facing because he's going to lose every time. And that, and that and then, links back to a lot of the stuff we were hearing about um, before WrestleMania with Bray Wyatt versus John Cena. So one of the big feuds that Bray Wyatt got into was against John Cena leading up to WrestleMania 30, where he had the whole Wyatt family in it. it that was the chance for him to kind of push on superstardom and they just made him lose to John Cena. Yeah, which is what that was meant right. to be undo, undo. And then the, the Wyatt family broke up. Rowan and Harper became a tag team that kind of didn't go anywhere. And Braun Strowman... Oh, whoa, whoa. You're not talking about the Bludgeon Brothers, are you, my friend? I am talking about the Bludgeon Brothers, <laughs> who most people forget were champions at one point because yeah. they were so forgettable. Yeah, their, they, their gimmick was, we've got massive hammers and we're going to bludgeon you, but they never used the hammers. <laughs> yeah, because the hammers were ridiculous. They were like... They were, they were mallets. They were like they, massive, massive novelty mallets. Like, well, like, like Timmy Mallet. Yeah, yeah but, 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 but like full-on metal instead of inflatable didn't, yeah, they didn't right. squeak when they bounced off your head um and then to be fair to braun Strowman, he was separated from the wyatts went over to raw when wyatt stayed on smackdown and he made himself who he is today he became a proper legitimate at one point everyone thought he was kind of like the biggest star in the company he was like he was main eventing he was like really 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 close to being universal champion the only problem was he would get really far and then forget promos or mess up like spots. And it was like, we can't trust this guy. So he never quite got to where he was meant to be. And, uh, you know, that's why the surprise was, was this WrestleMania when they finally gave it to him. So there is actually what they do with the fiends really good that he's going back through the past and the history. Yeah. Cause they never really do that with WWE. They kind of, if it hasn't happened in the last year or two years, they don't, they yeah. don't really reference it. They, but, do, they, do, they don't do it. They, you're absolutely right. They don't do it. I, I do find that they like they kind of insult our intelligence a little bit. Like they are drilling home the the, the historic relationship, aren't they? Yeah. Um. So like you, Luke, probably know from watching the all these promos more or less everything. Like you know, probably more or less what we know. Um. Right. Because they kind of because they they insult our intelligence and our inability to you know look things up or remember. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Maybe that's for fans like me who have joined recently and don't know what that is there is there is an argument for that though there's an argument for you've kind of got to fill in if you're going to use the history you've got to fill in the story for everybody yeah. i think there's better ways of doing it because i think there's a big chunk in the middle of the wyatts and stroman separating everything they just skip so it kind of went for stroman was part of the wyatts he was the black sheep wore the black sheep mask then they then they missed all the chunk of the split and everything out and then when oh and by the way he's got he's got been given it as a present on bliss's show was like well actually there's loads way more to this story than they're actually letting on but you know they, they're they're not they're doing half the job they only need to do half the job to show that he was part of the Wyatt family yeah. crazy yeah. idea mate but we've just had about seven weeks where you've had to show old matches maybe you could have showed one of the matches then <laughs> that we then now rely on to explain like you know go, go crazy the only problem with that was when Strowman was part of the Wyatt family he was awful yeah that's true because he'd only been wrestling for like three weeks, because he because he just didn't he did nothing. So 
I think that was part of the problem. Like we should show some old Strowman stuff. No, 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 no. Let's not let's not go near that. So yeah. so Braun Strowman, we all think coming out of that match with the Universal title. And again, I don't know if it'll be a good match. I'd be surprised if it lasts longer than five minutes. No, uh, yeah, well, yeah, I'm not sure. I think they could probably do something. I think Bray will make him look good. Yeah, that's fair. Okay, the next match, Seth Rollins versus Drew McIntyre. Now, I have got Seth Rollins as my wild card this year. So I have got to have Seth Rollins, unfortunately. Um, And Joe's got Drew McIntyre as a wild card as well. He has. Joe's got to have Drew McIntyre. The first battle of the wild cards. I was gutted. I was gutted when Seth Rollins came out and attacked Drew McIntyre like two weeks ago. I didn't yeah, I mean, know. I, I, I always thought it would happen, to be honest, but I didn't think it would happen this early. No, not when it's really for me. Not when it's really obvious that Seth's not going to win it. No, exactly. So, which is why I think I think. So I'll tell you my prediction then. Yeah, go for uh, it. Because I can go with either. I'll go with Drew McIntyre, um, just because I don't think he'll lose the belt yet, and they're really pushing him, aren't they? Yeah. Um, but I think the I don't know what the finish will be, but I just think it will protect Seth Rollins because I think the feud will happen for a bit longer, maybe. Um, I, can't, I can't really see who else is going to fight Drew McIntyre at the moment on pay per views. You could have what? Seth Rollins um, take a chair to him or something, you know, try and get him, can't do it, get himself, like, beat him up, but disqualify himself, and then we get another match at some point. Well, I'm assuming that AOP, the Authors of Pain, are not competing because of coronavirus. I think, one, we haven't seen I think one's injured. All right, okay. And obviously, you've still got Murphy, who's his kind of sidekick, so he could get involved. My wonder is, you know, genuinely, it's kind of like, is this going to be Seth Rollins versus Drew McIntyre for a couple of couple of pay-per-views? Or is there going to be a third person that comes in to either cost Seth Rollins or, you know, attack Drew McIntyre after Seth Rollins has lost it? I just don't... It's, it's where this goes, really, because it just seems... Seth Rollins is too big a star to just lose this. Yeah. Could you have the you could have the person that wins the money in the bank come into it? Could I don't think they're big enough names to fight him yet. No. Like if you look if you look at like we'll talk about it in a minute, if you look at all the names, I can't imagine any of them fighting him yet. No, I, I completely agree with you. It's it's a weird one, money in the bank. I think WWE are kind of cursing themselves money in the bank that it's come when it's come, really. That they've timed it when they've timed it, because I think these these are the best of what they've got left. So it'd be interesting to see who they probably would have had in this match otherwise. Okay, so Drew McIntyre comes out with the win, but what we all think, but obviously I've got to have Seth Rollins because it's my first <laughs> my first wild card. That's not good, that. I can't believe New Day have got the titles and they haven't announced, announced the match. What do I pick for you or is that the one you pick yourself? That's the one I picked myself. It'll come good. It's only round one. Don't start. <laughs> you can pick the New Day for me. They won the championships last week. Don't, don't give me that. I've, I've nailed that. Give you a hand. Yeah. Okay. So the next one is the women's money in the bank match. Um, I'll reel these off. These are all the predictions are from WWE.com. All the all the all the card, just in case it changes from now till whenever. And there is still a match that has to go ahead. Um, so we'll get to that in a second. So we've got Nia Jax, Asuka, Shayna Baszler, Dana Brooke, Lacey Evans, and the winner of Carmella versus Mandy Rose, which is going to happen on Friday. Um, Wet the effort on. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, if you're going to try and pull the ratings in, you do it with Carmella versus Mandy Rose. Uh, so I think we're back to you, Luke. And you get 
free reign here, I think. None of these are your wild cards. So I'll tell him again. Nia Jax, Asuka, Shayna Baszler, Dana Brooke, Lacey Evans, or the winner of Carmella versus Mandy Rose. And obviously you can have either Carmella or Mandy Rose if you want to take the want to take the gamble. So I'm going with Nia Jax because well, I don't think it's going to be any of the SmackDown wrestlers because I don't, I don't, I don't know why, um, I, I don't know why any of them would win to face Bailey because that's going to be Sasha Banks next. I don't know why they give them any about to be the SmackDown wrestlers. Yeah. Um. So it'd be between Oscar, Shayna Baszler, and Nia, Jax, Nia Jax. I don't know much about Nia Jax to be honest. Only what I've seen recently because obviously she must have been injured for a while. But she's, but you know, she's beast, isn't she? Like she's just like she's know. not a monster, mate. <laughs> she, no, she's not a monster, no. Um. I don't know. I've just got a good feeling about her. Shayna Baszler, I don't know why. I've been put off by her um, ever since she lost to Becky Lynch at WrestleMania. And so I don't really want to pick her. Oscar, um, she, she was part of the tag, the tag Kabuki Warriors. I think they're going to try and push her on her own for a little bit, maybe. Yeah. Um, but again, her and Becky Lynch have, have done that to death a little bit. So, yeah, I think Nia Jax. That's no, it's a good, it, it's, a str- it's a strong shout. Um, it's not, yeah, it's a, it's, a, it's a really weird one. I'm going to give the, um, well, Joe, you've kind of had your choice picked for you. Yeah. Which unhappy. is Shayna Baszler. Are you ha- unhappy about that? No, it's got to happen sometime, mate. Also, I like the idea of her having the money in the bank, uh, briefcase. If she's, you know, like, you know, at, you know, can strike at any point, in theory, can strike at any point anyway. And then, you know, when Becky's not expecting, I think that's a good visual. You, you really put it on a heel. I'm not quite sure where Nia Jax is at the moment, where she's aligned, face or heel. Um, and I'm, I just don't, I just, just don't like Nia Jax either. So um, I'm quite happy, quite happy to go with Shayna Baszler on this one. I probably would pick her if I had a free free reign. Which... Talk about Nia Jax. Did you see her throw Kyrie Sane onto the buckle? Like, yeah, it's <laughs> really bad. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Considering Kyrie Sane's come back from concussions recently, that's not good. Yeah. I don't think Kyrie Sane's long for WWE, though. I think what Joe's saying about Asuka having a singles push is because when Kyrie Sane's contract goes up, she's got, she's leaving. There's, I don't, if They're probably going to give her the option to re-sign, but if you're Kyrie Sane, I have no idea why you would, because they have not done anything good with her, really. They've not maximised her as a wrestler, as a, as a character, so I think she's probably on her way back to Japan. Um so my my prediction, I'm going with Shayna Baszler as well. I think. But you can't. Joe's wild card, isn't it? Yeah, it's my wild card. Ah, oh, you're right. I can't do that. <laughs> <laughs> ah. Right. Well, I'm going Nia Jackson. <laughs> yeah, I forgot. I can't back it. I can't back her as well. Yeah. Uh, so I'm going Nia Jax. I want to go Baszler. Um, because I think exactly what you said, the image of her holding the belt up, of her tormenting Becky Lynch. I'm kind of with, with Luke, though, in the fact that I don't know if WWE have got faith in Baszler. No, I agree. I, what didn't... I wish was that they built a bit more of a feud for Becky Lynch before this, so you had an idea of where it was going. So if they were building her against any of these, that might be something. They're not really done that. I mean, Nia Jax having the belt's not a bad idea either because it just adds this unknown. And the other thing with the, with the money in the bank belt is it doesn't have to be cashed in for a year. So you can keep it all the way until this time next year. So anyone winning this, it doesn't have to come into play now. It, it, essentially, if you're the money in the bank holder, it becomes your gimmick until you cash it in. Because all you do is you walk around with the briefcase and you just keep showing up at the end of the 
title holders matches and everyone goes, oh, are they going to cash it in? And it's like, well, no, they're, no, they're not. That's not how it works. So um, I can see I can see it being a kind of little mini push for Nia Jax to that point. The only other person that I think might do something with it would be Lacey Evans. Oh. It would be not a bad move to give it to Lacey Evans and to give well, Lacey yeah, Evans. Right. Rose. No, I think I think she's she's for some reason is still stuck in this Otis Ziggler like feud for some reason. Triangle man. Yeah, well, that's apparent, the reason for it. Apparently, the writer for that has been um, released. Yeah, the writer of storyline. Yeah, yeah. Maybe it'll turn into a good storyline then. <laughs> oh, it's been all right. It's, it's been worse. There's been a lot worse. That's not been a bad storyline. I've enjoyed um, it. So you could give it to because Lacey what, Evans having it. For, isn't it really? Especially that kiss at WrestleMania. That was just brilliant. Yeah, one one person in that kissing was 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 into that way more than the other. I'm not going to make any more comment, but there was <laughs> there's definitely one person the person went for that. Yeah, we'll be in there, mate. <laughs> um. So yeah, I'm going to go with Nia Jax. I'm going to count of Shayna Baszler. So um, obviously, I don't know the history. Does she have any history, Becky Lynch, Nia Jax? She really? does. She actually has inadvertent history. So when Becky Lynch was becoming a big, huge star, and they were really, really trying to push her. They did this big, huge, massive brawl in the middle of the ring, and Nia Jax accidentally just punched Becky Lynch straight in the face and kind of smashed up her nose and her, and her face and broke it. She was absolutely covered in blood, and there's this image of Becky Lynch at the top of the stairs in the audience with her arms outstretched, kind of saying, I'm still standing, I'm still here, and it just absolutely elevated Becky Lynch because it made her look like this amazing badass. And then it kind of built a little feud because it was like, well, let's give Nia Jax versus Becky Lynch a little bit of a run. Nia Jax is someone who's really good to bring in if you want someone who's always a credible threat for the title. Yeah. So she's never the top of the. She's never the top. She's never been. I don't think she has been title holder, but not in any sort of. She's going to hold it for a long time. She's always someone that's like, well, we need we need a feud. Nia Jax is always a threat, kind of like Braun Strowman. To you bring Braun Strowman in. Oh. Did you say Tamina? <laughs> yeah, yeah, or, or or yeah, to a much lesser extent, Tamina. Yeah, all right then. So that's you know that's it really. So Nia Jax versus Becky Lynch. There's some good stuff. There. There's good history there if they if they decide to go that way. But they could anyway. What just make that the next feud after after Money in the Bank? Yeah, I think Becky Lynch could squeak by Nia Jax only to be only to lose her belt to Shayna Baszler who comes and cashes in thereafter. But I mean that. That's, that's easy booking, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Absolutely is. Jason, earlier about Becky Lynch not being on the pay-per-view, and I, th- and I think I saw last year, um, but can like, matches that aren't announced happen? So could Becky Lynch turn up and there's someone to cash in immediately and have a fight? Yeah, yeah. Anytime. You can do it at any time. So they, usually, they, usually, as a general rule of thumb, that, and why I mentioned about the which way Nia Jax is face or heel, they usually give the briefcase to a heel just because it makes more sense because then when you've got a face uh, a champion or someone that you just someone that you've been desperate for to be champion for ages uh, as soon as they get the belt and they're knackered out comes the heel and cashes in and gets a real cheap victory that's usually how it works that's good then so that means you're going for king corbin then well, again it's not a, it's not it's not we, we get to that it's that's been done before it's not a terrible shout but um that's why usually when a face gets it they announce a match. So in the past, like John Cena's won money in the bank and rather than cash it in at the end as a surprise, he's come out the next night and gone 
my I'm cashing this in now, and we will have a match at the next pay per view where right. someone like, like you said, King Corbin's a perfect example. He will then come in right at the end and try and cash it in, and then either win or lose it. It's they keep banging on about. It used to be used to be that if you had money in the bank, you were almost guaranteed to be the next champion. Yeah, but that's with right. it. With it being for so long now, enough people have lost that. It's still, I think they keep saying an eighty-three percent chance of you becoming the champion. It's got an eight, or it's had an eighty-three percent success rate. Sorry, that's the, which is good, but it's used to be up in like the mid nineties. It was like only one person's ever failed to win it. Where as the story's gone on, and now they have two money in the banks because they have got a women's, which is fairly recent. Then you always have a women's money in the bank. Um, the, the success rate is is kind of decreasing a, a fair bit. So it's not always a guaranteed thing anymore. Um, so we'll move on, talk about that. We'll move on to the men's money in the bank, which is Apollo Crews, Alistair Black, Rey Mysterio, Daniel Bryan, King Corbin, and either Otis or Dolph Ziggler. Um, I, w- I think it's my turn to go to go first now. And unfortunately, I can't have Alistair Black because Luke's got Alistair Black. Yeah, that's my wild card. What inspired chat that was? You all laughed at me. I forgot Luke's got Alistair Black. I don't even know. You have to tell me who's in the match again now, mate. <laughs> Apollo Crews, Alistair Black, Rey Mysterio, Daniel Bryan, King Corbin, or either Otis, the winner of Otis versus Ziggler, which again is another marquee match on Friday Night SmackDown. Um, this is really tricky. <laughs> So, well, first of all, before we go any further, are you happy that you've got Alistair Black, Luke? I am, yeah. I mean, for similar reasons, it's the, the women's war in the bank. Um, I think I think the winner of this is coming from Raw to fight Andrade for the United States Championship. And that's the only person I can see doing that is Alistair Black. Um, they're really, really pushing him. He's a wrestler I really like. Um, yeah, I, I, I can't think of anyone else who I'd, put, who, I'd, who I'd pick, to be honest. Okay. Can you do that with Money in the Bank? Can you choose the belt? No. So it's got, I think it's got to be for the heavyweight championship. I think, yeah, I think he's got to go for the Raw belt. I he's think got to go for the Raw. So he, he'll have to go Univer. If he wins it, he'll have to go up against Braun Strowman, won't he? No, no, I think so. no Drew McIntyre's move. Yeah, Drew McIntyre. Yeah, sorry, Drew McIntyre. That's right. Yeah, you'll have to go up against Drew McIntyre. Oh, sorry. But, I, th- I, I thought you, I thought you could cash in against anyone. No, it's no. That's that's the, that's the Raw Rumble thing and. That does happen because in the build up to WrestleMania, but with this, I'm pretty sure you go for your own belt. I think. I think okay. yeah, you go you go up against the. But again, the same argument applies. It yeah. doesn't have to be now. It doesn't have to be that at that night. I mean, what you can usually do, which we haven't, which we'll, we'll talk about towards the end anyway. But you can usually tell what's going to happen based on the order of the matches. So, for example, if the men's money in the bank goes first, you can kind of say, well, actually, it could get cashed in tonight because obviously the 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 men's belt's going to be on the line afterwards, where if obviously they fight all the, for the belts first, then put the money in the bank at the end, they can't cash it in that night. So it kind of, it, it, it can kind of guess a little bit of the story depending on the card. Um, what I would have, sorry, go on, go on. I'd have gone Alistair Black. I would too. Um, I think the only other person legitimately that I'm going to go for this, because I think it's the only other person that makes sense, is I'm going King Corbin. Oh, me too. Because he's the biggest heel in the company. He's the biggest legitimate heel in the company. They have put on him before, and he lost it. So when he cashed it in, he lost his money in the bank opportunity. 
And I think they have a lot more faith in him now. So there's a good chance that if he does cash it in, he could win it. Or, or could put him against Drew McIntyre versus King Corbin for the next couple of pay-per-views. They've done something like that before. King Corbin beat SmackDown, I think. Oh, I'm getting all mixed up with this. So it'd be <laughs> King Corbin versus Braun Strowman. Brilliant. Okay, then. Again, I could do that too. I think what's weird about this as well is that Daniel Bryan, who's in this as well as King Corbin, they're fighting. They're, they're, they're on SmackDown on Friday. Coming up. Yeah. Like just before. I don't know why. Like, why, why would you do that? Well, you'll know, if, you'll know if King Corbin's winning it, mate, because Daniel Bryan will win that match. Right. That's how it works. Yeah. yeah. I think King Corbin's got a, a, a reasonable chance. Firstly, I think they're going to have one. So here's, all right, So I would have gone Alistair Black for sure. And now I'm going to make my argument for why King Corbin's going to win it, right? Yeah. <laughs> so first of all, you want to have one on each, SmackDown and Raw. Yep. And the only two that we really see happening is going to be Nia Jackson and... Uh, Shayna Baszler to win the women, so it makes sense to have one on SmackDown. Fox is surely Fox is surely going to want to have one, one on there. He's the best heel in the company, like out and out heel, and actually they really like him. He's in like all these little sub feuds. So what you, what they what they need is for you to forget that he's got the money in the bank. So if he gets beaten by Elias, say in an early you know in the June pay per view, whatever that god awful pay per view is going to be, he could then come in and cash in his in his case later you've also got Roman Reigns coming back at some point who King Corbin and him have had such a long like a like a boringly long history but if uh, Roman Reigns ultimately takes it off a heel Strowman and a, and, a, and then a heel Strowman takes out Roman Reigns then Corbin comes and cashes in you've got a you've got a logic there um and that's it I'm struggling now no so, I think it's I think it's yeah, solid logic and also, it would really suit Corbin's character to be, to be the, the two-time Money in the Bank winner. Yeah. As in, like, you know, he, you know, I think he could pull that off and he would he would milk that for what it's worth. Do we have a new gimmick? Because obviously when he won King in the Ring, he became the King. So, like, if it's the Money in the Bank, will he become a banker or something? I don't know. Yeah, it's really... <laughs> king in the Bank. He'd yeah, he'd be King of the, king of, king of the Bank. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, the only other person, really randomly, that... that... Because the, the, the weird thing about Alistair Black being such a secure for this is I don't think Money in the Bank suits Alistair Black at all. As an actual gimmick, Alistair Black's not the kind of person who would do, like, it doesn't suit his character to be someone who's got this all the time unless he decides he's going to cash it in as a legitimate match. So, you know, it's a bit of a heel thing where the other person in here who we haven't really spoke about is Daniel Bryan. Oh, for no, not Apollo Crews. But Daniel <laughs> Daniel Bryan is someone to have it as a as you know, and then put himself up against you know Braun Strowman as the next pay per view. Daniel Bryan versus Braun Strowman is something. I mean, it's not all right. It's not not something we're clamouring for, but it's also a solid match. So he's you know as an outside bet, he could be someone. Maybe. Good. Well, silence says all. Brilliant. Um, <laughs> I, th- I think with Alistair Black, I think what I don't, they're pushing him really hard. If he loses, I don't, I don't, I don't know why they put him in the match if he loses. But you don't need to lose this match, you say. This, this doesn't hurt you. Bit, bit losing money in the bank doesn't hurt you as a character. But it's one of those things where if you're in money in the bank, it demonstrates that you are someone who's in contention. So you know, it, it's not anyone well, being in this match. Well, that's that's why for me this is the best of what they've got at the minute. I think yeah. Alistair Black would have always been in it, but I think there's some there's there's so many other wrestlers that they could have. But then again, saying that, I don't know why you don't put Murphy in here. 
you know what I mean? I don't know why there's there's other wrestlers on the sides unless they've got big story things coming up. There's, there's other wrestlers they could do, but you know, you're right. I mean, when when your choices are MVP versus Apollo Cruz, you know you're in for a struggle. For, right. for... Who beat Murph? Was it Ray Mysterio? We haven't, yes. we haven't mentioned him either. <laughs> well, he's yeah. I mean, Ray Mysterio was big, was huge at one point, but he's well, he never big. Was he? he's always been quite small. <laughs> yeah, all right, fair <laughs> enough. But he's you know he's 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 winding down, kind of like Daniel yeah. Bryan, really. So yeah. I think he'll um, do, I think he'll do an impressive spot on uh, yeah. in, uh, in the match where he'll just jump off something like in, insane. Um, who's that jumping out of the sky? Ray Mysterio. Here we go. <laughs> Thanks, mate. Thanks for that. Um, so this is a bit of a weird money in the bank. Usually it's just a straight ladder match. But this time it's going to begin at the bottom of the WWE headquarters and finish on the roof, which makes me think it's going to be another 40, 45 minutes of people throwing other people at furniture. Yeah. Um, I, that sounds awful. Does anyone else think this sounds like a good match? So no. I've got a way. I've, uh, so the the best idea I've heard of how you make this exciting is do both matches at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> right. But then at the end of it, they get the wrong belt. They get the wrong briefcase. <laughs> so Baron Corbin, when Baron Corbin wins, he has to cash in on uh, Bailey. Bailey. <laughs> yeah, but but the, but the alternative mean, to that is when Nia Jax wins it. Yeah. Uh, she gets I, the cash in on, which is which. I'll be honest with you, I, I'd, I'd pay to see that. Oh my, Shayna Baszler versus Drew McIntyre. I've se- I've seen worse <laughs> <laughs> today. I, I still think Nia Jax versus Drew McIntyre. Nia Jax entered herself into the Men's Royal Rumble like two years ago, and like eliminated Randy Orton, and and they started a little mini Randy Orton versus Nia Jax feud. <laughs> there we go. That's, so. that's how you make it interesting. Okay, so your so your prediction is they're going to have it on at the same time. I like that. Um, I Easy I don't know what I don't know what else you do with this. I think it's the fact that both matches are the same as well. I know you have to, but you, to see it once and then see exactly the same thing again, unless they do it as just a race, legitimately just it's just loads of wrestlers running, pushing each other out the way. Some going up the stairs, some going into lifts. I do feel sorry for June from accounts whose office is going to get smashed on, on Sunday when she's just, she's just, she just finds out, oh, by the way, June, uh, clear out any possessions you like. You, you're going to, you're going to lose all of this stuff. Uh, Cause it's going to get smashed over Apollo Cruz's head on Sunday afternoon. It's going to be quite a weird visual. Like, you know, out from the stairwell comes a small Mexican fella in a mask, <laughs> a big black dude in pants, a king. <laughs> 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 going to be quite quite random in it yeah yeah it is. does this mean that the rest of the pay-per-view uh, take it how's otis going to fare on the stairs well that's why <laughs> that's why Dolph ziggler's definitely winning on friday they're also going to sit in a lift together like because also it's a bit po- like if you've got a lift that goes straight from the ground floor to the top floor then it doesn't need to be that long a match does it just be like all run in a lift and then get up there i'm calling it now two wrestlers are going to get stuck in the lift yeah. They're going to think they're dead clever. It'll be someone like King Corbin and and Dolph Ziggler get in the lift and they get stuck. And then they manage to get themselves out just at the very end so they're involved in the big big final bit. But that also then takes the lift out of commission for everyone else, every other wrestler to run up the stairs. Or Otis will get stuck in because he's just too heavy so the lift won't go up. 
Or just you, you've exceeded maximum weight allowance, how it is. Um well, do that's you... probably the best it's gonna be as well. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be better than it actually is. Yeah, that's that's fair. That is fair. Um do we think then that we won't make this an official prediction, but do we think we're seeing a money in the bank cashed in, a briefcase cashed in on Sunday? Luke? I don't know. No. No, I don't. No, you don't. No. Is there a reason why? Reason why you don't think they'd do that with at least one? I think they'll save it for when we got crowds. Okay. That's fair. I don't, yeah, think, I don't think I think one of them will cash in sooner rather than later because they, they actively don't like having two on the go at the same time. No, that's fair. Um but I think yeah, I think I think it'll be um, when we've got some crowds. Because part of the part of the beauty the, the the concept of money in the bank, not the concept of let's do it in a in the WWHQ is excellent. I really do like the concept. Um but part of the thing is, you know, is the shock of when they go and cash in. Um make those moments and it's quite difficult to do that in an empty arena. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Okay. I, th- I, th- I think if there is one, it'll be Becky Lynch and whoever faces her. I can't see it happening on the men's side. Yeah, but... so if they manage to announce something on Monday for Becky Lynch, yeah, then it'll be whoever wins that. Because that's it. We still, I mean, as always, we're recording this to give people a chance to take part. We're recording this a week in advance of the actual pay-per-view, which means we've got a Raw and a SmackDown to go. Um, so things could change by then. We could end up with, obviously, we'll have either Carmella and Mandy Rose entered into the women's, Otis or Ziggler entered into the men's, and then obviously we could have, I think we're going to have at least both tag teams probably defending their belts. I mean, the really weird one, which we haven't mentioned, uh, we're probably not going to have time to go too much into, is the big push they're having for Selena Vega's little stable they've got, who seem to be just involved in Raw throughout continuously who again don't seem to have any input on this pay-per-view whatsoever so you despite know they could have something to do. as well Adam? despite having a title belt amongst them as well exactly yeah so that they could be involved in some way but that would seem to like it was thrown together out of nowhere so there are some matches that could take place but i also think there's something to be said for keeping this as short as possible with it being empty arena there's no point trying to keep highlighting the fact that there's no fans and making it difficult for there to be any sort of spectacle. Okay, we're going to turn it over to the listeners. We've got three ways you can get in touch and find the form. Four ways, actually, because you've got social media, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Just look for the Wrestling Predict Cast. You've also got the form that's in the podcast description. Click on that. You fill it in. You put your Twitter handle and follow the Wrestling Predict Cast, and you're in for a chance if you manage to get all of the predictions correct, probably by this point, or at least most of the predictions correct, you're in for a chance to win WWE merchandise, which at this point is a T-shirt, and you'll get the information for that if you win. So um, get involved. Also, let us know if there's any kind of things you think is absolutely shocking that we've said. If you think that Mandy Rose is clearly going to be the favourite, then let us know on any of those social media platforms. And Ben, think... before we go, mate... Go on. Oh, I just wanted to ask... Whether, we, whether you can spare me five minutes of your time for a little quiz. Absolutely. What's the what's the quiz about? Well, as you, uh, as some listeners will know, Ben also um, hosts a separate podcast about movies. I've not heard it, but it, apparently it's <laughs> unbelievable. <laughs> they will do because there's there's a great advert that I recorded uh, for that movie list podcast that will have already played out on this episode. Excellent. Is that you on your keyboard again, like the uh, intro, intro to this? 
I don't know why you keep doing that. No, <laughs> the music for this is great. Shut up. So, um, as as people might not be aware, particularly with being the wrestling podcast, the episode that has just been released is top five movies starring wrestlers. So, for wrestling fans, get over there, have a have a have a have a listen to that. And there's some uh, WWE stuff in there as well. Um, so, is your quiz linked with movies then? It is, mate. Yeah. So. All I want to do is just, you know, I listened to the podcast. I'd listened to it twice to make sure the quiz made sense. Um, and it was very good. It was very good. A day is really funny, isn't it? Um, I just, uh, so all I wanted to do in the <laughs> I'm quiz. Not even, I'm not even going to justify that. Keep going. <laughs> and, and by the way, Dave's list by the, was miles better as well. Um, I just wanted to test how good your research was. So I've got five films here, and I just wanted you to tell me the rest that's in each of the films. Would that be manageable yes should be okay so we'll start with um start of an easy one then yeah um blade trinity uh triple h was in blade trinity the only film that triple h even tried i think the only film that triple h tried to become a success in and i don't think he was terrible in it he just it just didn't go anywhere <laughs> i'm pretty sure he did he did another film called was it the chaperone or something like that oh I'm i don't sure. i know didn't John John Cena did the pacifier? No, I'm thinking. Of no, 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 he didn't. No, that was that was the, that was that was Vin Diesel. That wasn't that wasn't him. That wasn't John Cena. Essentially the same person. Carry okay. on. Next one then. Um, Highlander Endgame. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Highlander Endgame. I'm going to go with Edge. Edge is correct. Annoyingly. Uh, okay. Um, the Predator. The Predator. Oh, Predator, yeah, Predator. Oh, Predator was Jesse Ventura. That was on the podcast. Yeah, Jesse Ventura. That was one of the top five movies starring wrestlers. Okay, I should have listened to it more, more closely. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, let's do a couple of sections, mate. It's all right. Um, okay, The Condemned. Uh, that is Stone Cold Steve Austin in The Condemned. Okay. One of the very rare times he's done films as well. You're proving your knowledge excellently, mate. So last one then, um, for the full house. There's two wrestlers in this, and that is the film The Longest Yard. Oh, Longest Yard stars. Oh, um, <laughs> I was top of confident <laughs> with it there. Longest Yard. Does the Longest Yard star Big Show? No. Oh, I could. Oh, you never get to nail me on the longest yard. Um, two wrestlers in this one. Two wrestlers, yeah, mate. You've got zero of them so far. <laughs> Thanks, man. Longest yard. I know it's the one. It's it's about American football. Stars Adam Sandler. Stars Chris Rock. Yeah, he's actually got a third wrestler in. I'm just looking at it now. He's actually got a third wrestler in, but I was I only wanted two. Are these wrestlers still in WWE today? One is and one's not. But the third? <laughs> no, the third one, I, I wouldn't worry about the third one. The third one's a bit random. Right, okay. Also, the, the, the two wrestlers that are also in the, in the film, which I hadn't realised, Stone Cold is also in this film, not one of the ones I was looking for, and so is the great Carly. So obviously just a lot of wrestlers in this. But yeah, I need two... You know, when I said Big Show, I knew there was a massive like bulky guy because the great Cali is just doesn't say anything but just just he's told to go smash through people but i thought that was the big show that was told to do that no. and stone 
I, I almost almost said Stone Cold as well. That's annoying. All right then, who who is it? You gonna give up? Randy Orton. No. Ah, oh, go on then. Tell us. Just tell us. Bill Goldberg. Right. I'd never have got Bill Goldberg. And Kevin Nash. Oh, I'd never have got either of those. That was. That. I'm not. I'm not even. I'm not even upset. I'm not even upset at that. Fair play. You are a little bit though, aren't you? Well, yeah, because I did so well. Because I was really, ch- I was really chuffed that I put it with Edge for Highlander Endgame and saw Joe's <laughs> face when I said that. And he went, Why? "Where did you pull that knowledge from?" So, yeah, I'm a bit gutted that didn't get longest yard. So, never yeah, mind. I think if you maybe had got that one, you would have been able to, you know, maybe you would have been able to beat Dave's list, but because you didn't, clear winner. Dave, Dave, who who only knew who Mando, only knew who Macho Man Randy Savage was because he saw that he saw he was a wrestler on IMDb. So that's the only reason he knew who Macho Man Randy Savage, one of the most famous WWE wrestlers. So yeah, but but, but yeah, his list is better. I'm not getting into this. If you want to hear the lists, get onto that that movie list podcast wherever you find your podcast. Right, I think we're just gonna have to leave it there, fellas. Thank you for that 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 plug, Joe. I appreciate that. No, mate. Thank you. I, 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 all seriousness, I really did enjoy. I really did enjoy yeah, your podcast. I listened to it again today. Spot on. Good. Thank you very much. Right, so um, me and Joe will definitely back for the next round. Uh, hopefully, Luke's enjoyed doing this enough that we might see him again for the next round. Maybe. You don't, you don't have to start right now. They won't put you on the spot. No, I haven't have really enjoyed it. Good. That's for everybody else. Just make sure that you get involved, get predicting, and we will see you for whatever the next pay-per-view is. Bye, everyone. Bye. Bye. Bye.